Alrighty. I have a special guest with me. A very special guest. She is a uh, member of the oh so pretty lovely ladies of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Your sweetness is out. That was a little greedy. We had to do. That was a little greedy. We had to do for the AKs. Don't forget we got Tiny in the building, y'all. What's up? What's hey, up? How you doing? Thank What's you up? so How much for coming to see me, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I had to, I had to get you on here. We got, a, you know, we got some things to talk about. You know, yeah, yeah you know, you, you out here doing your thing. You doing a little comedian. You know, being yeah. a little singer. You know, I actually like your voice. Thank you. I know you. before we like was talking about voices and stuff, you were saying, you know, oh, I hate hearing my voice. Well, I think you got a nice voice. I wish I could sing. But, you know, because oh, no, then people will be like, "Hey, you can sing, sing something," and I'm like, "You're gonna be singing at their funerals." Yeah, <laughs> booked for stuff you didn't want to be booked for. Yeah, by mistakes. <laughs> I feel you. So, um, you want to go ahead and, I guess, you know, tell us your name, where you're from, things of that nature. So, the name is Geraldine Lake. I go by Tiny. Um, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, my family. Um, moved us to Mississippi when we were younger. Um, it was just uh, kind of fast-paced life in Memphis, and I think my parents just wanted to slow it down and make sure we had you know, everything that we need, weren't getting into too much trouble, you know, staying with the books and getting more focused. And so that's how that happened, and the rest was literally history. Yeah. Where uh, where did you cross? Um, Alcorn State University. Alcorn no State. Alcorn State. Yeah. What year was that? Yeah, my about spring 09. Oh, yeah. I was oh, there. Man. I know. Oh, I'm, a, nah. I'm a throwback now. <laughs> oh, man. Spring 09. Yeah. It's been a minute. Jeez. Um, so why did you uh, why did you join Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated? Um, well, most of my family members are AKs or Alphas. Um, and I, to be honest, when I was uh, very young, we had a community service uh, organization that I knew nothing about in my church that would come in um, during the, um, the summer camps and stuff like that. They would come and they would um, do snacks and arts and crafts and take some field trips and stuff. And I was like, these are really nice ladies. Who are they? And I found out later that they were ladies of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And so I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, people that, you know, when you're five, six, you think grown people have other things to do with their life besides worrying about what you're doing. But I thought it was interesting that they cared enough to come and, you know, see about us. And so as I got older, I realized that other members of my family were in the same organization. And just to be fair, I did my research. I did. Because, you know, some people, they all they know is they had their mom, their grandma, their cousins, sisters, aunts, everybody. And then they just kind of naturally go that way. But it was really a decision that I had to make because... I know some. I, I know some great women of Delta Sigma Theta. I know great women of Sigma Phi Theta and um, Sigma Gamma Rho. Every organization. But every them. every organization has them. And so um, the deciding factor for me was, you know, um, my legacy, my involvement, um, the friends that I would make, the connections, because that's really what it's all about: community service, bonding, things like that. And so um, there wasn't a huge presence at my school when. Um, Really? I was thinking about it. Really? And so I said, well, I could be a part of something that, you know, kind of getting things back in motion. And so that was my focus. Um, and also my aunts, of course, weren't going to yeah. <laughs> go that way. Yeah, so of course. That's how that went. Yeah. You know, I, I had a choice, but. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. So, um, I guess, uh, did you get this name Tiny, like, after 
joining out Kappa Alpha? Was it something like you had got like when you was little? How'd you get the name Tiny? Oh, wow, let's get little. Um, but my freshman year of college, um, had like a bridge program before the first of the fall semester, and I was just the smallest person in my class. And mm -hmm. my, um, one of my counselors, he would he would say, "You are a tiny little thing." He was an older, way way older guy, and he would always say, "You're just a tiny little thing." And I said, "Well, just call me Tiny because you keep messing up my name." You know, and it stuck, and people just started calling me Tiny, and I've been Tiny ever since. How's he pronounce your name? However he wanted to. Jerrica, Jerisha, Geraldine. I'm like, you ain't even trying. Geraldine. Like, at, this point, <laughs> at this point, you didn't put no effort in trying to, you know, get it right. So, just, we're going to make it simple for you. That's funny. Yeah, I, I, I hate that. People, and that's why I try to, I guess, try to get people's names correctly the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, because people struggle with my name. Because you know the struggle. Right? Yeah, I know the struggle. I feel your struggle. Um, so tell us, uh, talk about your family. So you mind sharing with us um, a little a little bit about you um, as a kid and growing up. Like, um, I asked Bank Shot this too. I guess I asked all comedians, like, were you like a class clown? <laughs> uh, like, oh. I don't know that I was you, a class You seem like the type that used to be like in the Mean Girls Club or something that uh, non stock stuff. What? non stock stuff. You know what's crazy? I've been a tomboy my entire life. Really? Nobody ever believes me, but my mom, she loves to tell people the story. It took me 18 years to make her put on a dress and all blah, blah, blah. Really? She would pour bowls out of her hair. I hated dresses. I didn't like makeup. Wow. Girl, like no skirts, no blouses, none of that. I Why was, not? I had two older brothers and I had mostly male cousins. And yeah. so I'm outside playing in the dirt riding bikes, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And I don't think that I was ever a class clown. I didn't really realize that people thought I was funny until I got to college. Um, you know, like, just growing up, my whole family's just crazy. And, um, like, my parents, my mom and dad, they're hilarious. I always tell them, y'all need to go into stand-up comedy because my dad is a hoot. Yeah. Um, but he's he does music as well. Um, he was in the band when I was a kid. He plays the keyboard. He sings. Um and I just got, like, my brother plays the keyboard, another brother plays the guitar. So music was just always in my family. Comedy was something that just kind of happened. I really wasn't trying to do it. Um, I was trying to write music. Yeah. But I realized that social media is the wave. And so I wanted to take advantage of that. But people weren't responding to just me singing covers. You know, I, I don't think that I'm a phenomenal singer. <clears throat> and I say that in, um, in all seriousness. I think that I have a... A decent voice um, but I'm extremely creative and so I decided that if people wanted to laugh at me or if they wanted to see comedy then I was gonna make them see the type of comedy that I wanted to show them mm -hmm. and so I paired my music with my comedy and that's how you get Bodak Pink and Green and all the other parodies that I've done that have gotten millions of views and things like that and so but it's really just about me having fun it's you know that's the that's the way I keep myself from going crazy. I, I entertain people. I make people laugh and, and you know, just kind of keep that positive energy going. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, with your uh, dad, um, I guess, being into music, did that, I guess, lead you down that path of singing? Did he have you in, like, Sunday choir and things of that nature? Oh, yeah. They put me in everything. Um, I took jazz, tap, ballet. I was in school chorus. I did church, you know, choir from, I mean, from five until, I'm in church choir at my current church. So 
I mean, it's just always been something that I've done. Um, I started writing when I was really young. And I thought, you know, I was like, this is trash. Nobody's going to listen to this. But I was very underdeveloped. I was a kid. I was writing about things that, you know, I didn't really know a lot about. I was just making it rhyme. Yeah. Um, but my dad definitely was um, very encouraging um, with my music. And he, you know, he was, I remember he told me um, they went to a, him and my mom went to a, a concert or something in Memphis. And R. Kelly was there. And he pulled up on him at the gas station. And he he said, if I had had one of your CDs, I would have put it in his hand. And that was the day I was like, crap, I'm wasting my life. You know, like yeah. I could be doing so many other things. But, um, I mean, he's always, like I said, been very influential. He, They put me in piano classes. That didn't stick. The only thing that stuck really was just writing and singing and um just being able to be creative in my own way because I, I, you know, a lot of people don't like to admit um, this, but I'm a person that always accepts her flaws. I don't like to be disciplined. I don't like for you to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a very free spirit. With that being said, doesn't mean I can't sit down and listen and, you know, be taught or whatever, but when it comes to creativity, I don't want boundaries. If I don't want to play the piano, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, I want to write like this. I want to sing like this. Let me do that. Yeah. You know, and so what I'm doing now with my social media um, endeavors is really kind of allowing me to do that. I don't have anybody saying, no, you should probably do it. Look, I don't care what y'all talking about. I'm about to give y'all this content. You can laugh if you want to, but you're going to learn something from it. And that's the main thing that I try to incorporate into all of my, my content is that, you know, just to give people something of substance. You're going to laugh about it. And, it, you know, it'll probably... You know, get you cackling a little bit, but you got to pay attention to the underlying, you know, message. With that being said, don't put you on the spot. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I want you to sing. Dang, I gotta think of the song. See, look, uh, <laughs> it's Sunday, so let me let me hear your best little gospel something. Yeah. Um. A church hymn. I, I like the old. I like old. I like. I'm. I'm old school. I was about to say. I don't know about a hymn, but I'm I can give school. you a little something, something. Though. I'm old school. I, I like to hear the old school stuff. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me, let me I mean, I think this is Walter Hawkins. Um, tragedies are commonplace. All kinds of diseases. People are slipping away. The economy's down. People don't get enough pay. But as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Hey, yeah, yeah. Standing ovation. Was that okay? Was that a little? ovation, man. Oh, my goodness. I finally got to hear you sing in person. Live in person. Live in person. That'll oh, be that 87 feet. <laughs> <laughs> She about to send me an invoice to profile. I'm on the invoice you after this. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my. Thank so, you, thank so, you. I mean, did any of your other brothers pick up singing or my brother can carry a note. Uh my youngest older brother, he can carry a note. But he's kinda um he's always been really reserved, so he doesn't like lead songs and stuff. But you know, you put him in the tennis section, he'll work out. Hey, I'm telling you that. He don't like to admit it, but he will. Hey, that tennis section works. I used to uh, sing a lot like in uh I've lost my voice singing, but I used to sing like um, high school musicals and stuff like that mm -hmm. in high school and act and be in the choir in church and high school. 
but it's, I guess it's just something you got to keep practicing over time in order to yeah. keep that voice, you know, so, um, and you obviously done that, so, man, uh, that was great. I kind of want to have you sing another one, but I don't want to, because I'll have you sing an owl of this morning. Uh, no, no. So, um, I guess, um, I feel like you, you're a multi-talented, so first, I want to start off with asking, um, what, um, what, um, I guess, what path are you going to take with your singing career? Do you want to, like, get on a label to start singing? Is it like, you know, you want to do R&B? Do you want to do gospel? Like, you know, like, what, what path do you see yourself taking with your singing? Um, I'm going wherever the money goes. To be honest, um, like, I play and I joke about a lot of things, but one thing I don't joke about is my relationship with God, and I'm 100% sure that he's going to, you know, kind of guide, you know, my footsteps, and as long as I'm doing, I feel like, you know, a long time ago, my mom told me, just tell the truth, baby, I always tell the truth, and so that's what I stick to. I try to make people laugh and everything, but I'm not lying with the things that I'm telling you, so... I feel like as long as I'm doing that and I'm in the will of God, he's going to cover whatever I got going on. So if that's R&B, if that's what God has for my life, he'll bless it. Yeah. If it's gospel, he'll bless it. If he wants me to be a stand-up comedian, he'll bless it. And he'll he'll open the doors and he'll introduce me to the people and he'll make the ways and he'll create the opportunities. So I'm not, I'm, I don't really give it a lot of thought. Do I have plans and things that I would want to do? Sure. But you know what they say. You want to make God laugh? Tell him what you want to do with your life. Yeah. And I guarantee you, he ain't, that ain't even, this is how much I've thought about what I want. This little bitty box is what I want for my life. Yeah. And God got a whole blown out mansion for me. Yeah. And so I'm not sure what all those rooms and, and apartments look like in that mansion, but I just got to stay focused and keep doing what I'm doing. That's what's up, hey. That's, I guess that, that kind of answers my question about the acting too. I guess say the same thing about acting. Oh yeah, I'm always trying to. I'm branching out, trying to do everything. I want to do everything I can possibly do. Now, what I can't do is dance, and I'm quick to tell people. You ain't like Chris Brown. Uh, I'm not crumping. I'm not (laughs) whipping or (laughs) naying, two stepping, none of that. So you saying you can't stroll? I mean, okay, you got me. Uh, I, you know. Uh, okay, there's a video somewhere a, of me on YouTube. It's true. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna I look. I'll give you the link. But there's a video. Oh my gosh, we had the most fun at my school. Um, but that's the extent of my dancing. Like, if you told me to like whip out some choreography for like a music video, uh, I can't help you. Yeah. You teach me a dance, I can get that. You know. But I'm not just naturally gifted. There are some people that that's their lane and. You know, I'm gonna stay out of that. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with just singing and writing and you know the stuff that I do. Yeah. But acting, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. So, like, what um, if you were to get into acting? Like, would you want to be in like, I guess, any type of movie, like drama or comedy movie or like action? Like, if you were, if you were, if you, I guess, let me phrase this: If you were to be in a movie, what type of movie would it be, and who else would be in it? Hmm, that's a good question. So I think, first of all, I would love to do any kind of movie. Um, and I just know that the outtakes will be hilarious. It, even if it's a drama, I'm like, the footage for the blooper reel is going to be insane. Um, but I would love to work with Viola Davis. I would love to work with Carrie Washington. Um, I was about to say, you, you seem like a 
a Kerry Washington yeah. designer girl. Look, hey, it's handled. <laughs> Got it handled. Um, but I would love to work with them. And, and um, just any black woman that's doing her thing, you know, it's kind of people always pit us against each other being, you know, African-American women as if we can't all succeed. Yet you let a thousand rappers that sound the same, that rap about the same thing, their beats sound the same, that all their music is, you know, identical. And we let all of them flourish. Yeah. But Cardi B and Nicki Minaj can't exist together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you always got to have competition. And why? Why is that? So that would be my goal, just to work with other women. And it's not that I don't want to work with men, but I really do, um, you know, I just see myself being in a line. Like Tiffany Haddish, oh my gosh. She is, she just kicked 2017 just yeah. in the face, like wide open. And um, I'm just so proud for the, the doors that she's opening, even for me that I don't even know that exist yet. There's a lot of things that Tiffany has conquered that I won't have to struggle with. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. And so I want to work with other people like that. Oprah, it's yeah. a ray. Like, oh my gosh, the list could go on and on. Yeah. So what's your, uh, speaking of Issa Rae, um, I guess what's your favorite, like, show that's out right now? Kind of off topic, but. Um, well, I do people. love Insecure, but. Insecure. How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. That is my show. I can like, never get into it yet. I've, like, from the first episode. So my thing is, like, when I see stuff on TV, I think that I'm there with them. So I now have a degree in law. And I'm a practicing attorney in my head, you know, like, I can tell you how to get away with murder, you know, I can tell you how to find out who done it. Like, you know, we're going to do this forensic, you know, scope of the room, we're going to get some black lights, we're going to take DNA samples, and we're going to figure this thing out, you know what I'm saying? Because I know that I, I've watched enough how to get away with murder, and I can tell you how to pull this off, you know, so that's my thing, but I love it. Oh, that writing is amazing. Hey, y'all should have, <laughs> so, uh. Tiny's boyfriend is in here as well. <laughs> and when she mentioned how to get away with murder and she know how to get away with murder, he looked up at me. <laughs> it's not you, babe. I would never murder you, though. Allegedly. He looked up he was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> like, if you're trying to commit a crime, I got you. You know. Oh, man. But no, um, it's not too many shows I can get into. Like, I watch Power, Faithfully. Yes, I love on. Power. Um, the Walking Dead, this last season, I kind of fell off. I can't um, get into The Walking Dead because how many ways can you recreate scenarios for dead people to attack you? Apparently many ways. They don't like season eight. Um, but this last season eight, I haven't, I haven't really been watching it. Uh, season seven was good because well, I guess because one of the main characters finally mm. died off or whatever. Oh, no. But, um, I mean, yeah, that's not a good thing. But that was like the climax of the season. Mm. Um, Something to watch. Yeah, and I was watching Empire, but I couldn't get into it. I, love I really wanted to like, you know, because I love Taraji, yeah. and oh my gosh, since Hustle and Flow, I love Terrence, yeah, yeah. but it's like I just couldn't, I don't know, it wasn't, it didn't hold me enough. Yeah, I don't know what it was, like after season one, season two, I I don't know if it's the timing on Wednesdays, because I was having class on Wednesdays, because I was working on my, my MBA, um, and like I have class on Wednesdays, like dang, I miss party, and then you know, once you get so far behind on the show, yeah. it's like, do I really feel like catching up? Look, I'm a binge watcher. Yeah. I will, like, on days I'm not working, I got a couple extra hours. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Full of Netflix. Oh, my God, no. Okay. Uh, and, I like, I don't understand the hype about it because I, I tried to watch an episode, and I was like, this is weird. Bro, I did the same thing. So I watched, like, the first 15 minutes, 
I don't think I, I made it that like, long. Click it's on. gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Get that, Randy Jackson. You silly. You silly. <laughs> so with uh, I guess back to Terrence Howard when you said hustle and flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you liked him since? Because I mean, he was like playing like a Memphis character. Mm-hmm. You like from Memphis? Is that what kind of attracted you to? Yeah. Well, I just. I just like Terrence's look. Like, Terrence just looks, you know, good. And so, yeah. when I see him in stuff, I'm like, oh, I should watch that. Now, everybody do the flop every now and then. So, I I mean, I appreciated the, the Hustle & Flow movie for what it was intended to be. I, I thought that there were some things that were kind of inaccurate because I grew up there. And I know what people sound like and what they do in Memphis. Um, but overall, I thought that it was... Um, you know, and my degree is in English literature, so I overanalyze everything. Yeah. I'm looking for the underlying, um, you know, the metaphorical, the that part of the, the movie. So yeah. I, I appreciated him, you know, overcoming obstacles and, you know, fighting against his the stereotypical um, environment and what he was portrayed to be and things like that. Um, but, I mean, it ain't nothing like Memphis, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man. Man. Hey, man. 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 Anything can be a man. Anything. <laughs> Anything. 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 Speaking of Memphis, uh, Gotti or Dolph? Gotti. Gotti? That was a no-brainer. Really? I said that so quick. I, I ask a lot of Memphis people that, and everybody say Gotti. I love Gotti. Yeah. You have to love. We were literally just. We were in the studio yesterday and we talked about this. Yo Gotti has the most aggressive, laid back voice I've ever heard. Like in his voice, you can hear, "I'm chilling, but don't try me." Yeah. And I just love it. It's that grit. It's that that grind that he got. And I mean, Gotti just he real man. Just, yeah. That's Gotti man. So what you think about uh? <laughs> there go that man. What you think about Dolph? <laughs> I'm not really a fan. And really? it's not because I, I don't, it's not that I don't think he's talented. I don't know his music. I've never tried to listen to it. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I think he was like into some beef or something with somebody. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So see, I don't really like beef. Yeah. I, I, would, I didn't even give it any attention. I feel it. Yeah. Dolph, Dolph got some, got some, got some hits, man. But got it, got it. Is there anything, what, is, what are some of his songs? Maybe I know him and uh, don't realize it. His most recent one was uh, 100 Shots because apparently I guess somebody, Shot at his car, um, and they missed him. See, I already don't like 100 him. Times. He into too much drama. <laughs> yeah, I need it, some wholesome rappers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you funny. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, pulled up in the Porsche, pulled off in the Wraith. That song. If you ain't talking money, I don't want to talk. That's an old one. I feel like I heard that phrase before, but yeah, I didn't know it was him. That's 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 Dolph. So what's your favorite? Go ahead. What's I was going to say, I guess he's making more money than me. Ah. So have at it. You know, do you. If it works for you, do it. Yeah. Um, favorite Gotti song? I'm going to say I Know. The one he did I with Rich, know, Rich Homie. I know, yes. I, I love that I song. Know. <laughs> I know. There's a little singing going on right there. That's why I like the little melody. Yeah. That, 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 How you know though? Just yeah. know that. <laughs> That's the burner. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I like that. I think I like. Uh, and then rake it up. I like rake it up too. Don't don't judge me being ratchet, rake but you know I, gotta I love dance. I do this. Do you? Yeah, I do. I we gotta do that. We gotta put it on video. No, 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 man. Y'all can't. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Favorite Gotti song? Mine would probably. I'm gonna default to Gotham Racks because that was like our Dean Green mm-hmm. to our Dean. So Gotham Racks was was a good hit, but I do like that. I know. So, yeah, Gotti got man. Gotti got bangers, but his mixtapes though, 
Yeah. They go way harder than his albums. Yes, they do. Yeah. Like, I I wish that, like, like, Wayne just came out with Dedication 6. Like, I wish that was, like, on, like, Apple Music. And, like, Mixtapes was, like, you know, outsourced on there. So I wouldn't have to, like, go to YouTube to listen to it. Right. Because, I mean, what do we do back in the day? Just, like, illegally downloaded to CD. LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire. Morpheus. All types of viruses. Oh, computer man. going slow as Christmas. Exactly. That's why I went and got a Mac because, man, that dang old Microsoft. You can't be putting you bugs know, on your right, system. Man, you can't at all. See, we get all off. I'm sorry. I do, everybody do the same thing I, when they talk to me. <laughs> it's all good, though, because it's it's it's, it's, it's slowing good, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get back into, I guess, uh, we didn't talk about, uh, I guess, your comedy career. Mm-hmm. So... I guess what was that moment um, that you said, "Hey, I want to be a comedian." Um, I didn't. I never said it. Other people said it for me. Mm-hmm. That's the funny part. Um, I never thought I was really funny, but I, I vividly remember I was um, my senior thesis teacher. Her name was Dr. Lily Jones at Alcorn State, and I've been trying to reach her for like the last year to tell her, like, because I know she's not on social media. But she, um, I would always just clown her class. She was a very laid back teacher. She meant business, but she was real down to earth. And so I would always clown her class. And um, she stopped me one day um, in, the, in the union and she said, she said, you know, if you work on your timing and your delivery and, and you know, blah, 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 and X, Y, Z, and you'd be a really good comedian. And I laughed in her face. I mean, got a good hearty laugh from the pit of my gut. I'm talking about, I was like, there's no way. I'm about to go to school, get this degree, find me a job, settle down, you know. Two years later, I'm making people laugh. And the moment that I knew that it was a real thing, um, a couple of years ago, the Seahawks played the Broncos in the Super Bowl. And everybody had already picked Peyton um, to win. Was it Peyton Manning? Broncos, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it was Richard Sherman was really just getting real popular. And um, everybody had said that the Seahawks were going to lose. Peyton, it was just an older team. He had too much experience. And I remember that they lost. And I got on Instagram and I sang a song about it. And it was like a short parody. And people were in the comments like, you are an idiot. Like, you're crazy. And I was like, oh, y'all like this? Let me go, you know, let me go write some more stuff, you know. So that's what I started doing. And I hadn't been as consistent with it until last year. Yeah. Um, so 2018. Praise God is going to be the year of increase. Um, and it's just fun. Like, I didn't realize I was going to have this much fun. It's it's a lot more fun than my music. Mm-hmm. But when I put my music with my comedy, it's like euphoria. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, it don't get no better than that. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it comes, like, you know, natural. It's just something you, you know, you enjoy doing. Yeah. I mean, uh, with, like, pro fights be like, I literally just started making, like, funny Greek memes and, like, Six months later, I had 10,000 followers. Like, that's oh. how it works, and that's exactly how it works. Trust oh, me, I man. know. <laughs> like, what? Where did this come from? Like, so I was like, maybe I yeah. really need to do something, with this, yeah. you know. So, um, I mean, I mean, you do have that time where you kind of just you know fall off because you're busy doing other things. Like, by the time uh, Pro Fights Be Like was coming up on one year, one years old, um, I had graduated college then, and I was you know mm-hmm. working full time and all crazy type of hours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then you gotta find that drive to try to find that time to, you know. Be you really this. gotta make that time. Yeah, you gotta. You have to sacrifice if it's something that you wanna do. Like you're gonna lose sleep. 
Yeah. You're gonna blow a little bread. Yeah. You're gonna have to, you know, shake hands and smile in people's faces when you're tired. Yeah. I mean, I've been at work running yeah. off two hours of sleep, yeah. trying to trying to function and do what these people, corporate America, is wanting me to do. Yeah. Knowing I need to write a parody and get it done, you yeah. know, by a certain time. So. For sure. I mean, if it's something you want, you just got to do it. Yeah. You're right. Um. So. With that, what brought you to Atlanta? Was it because it's a, I don't know. Some people think Atlanta's like a good market for like comedians and um, people who are interested in acting and singing. Um, is that what brought you to Atlanta? Absolutely. Atlanta is like black Hollywood right now and it's booming. Now it's, um, it's the cheapest it's ever been to film here. Um, I mean, the, it's booming. Like they're, they're, it's, it's almost oversaturated. But there's so many opportunities here, and you know that I couldn't have in Memphis or Mississippi. And um, my dad would always tell me, "Sure, you can grow a rose in the desert. Why would you want to put yourself through that though? When you can go somewhere where the conditions are a little more suitable for growth." So I got up and I moved by myself, and I fell on my face the first time, and I went right on back to Mississippi with my tail tucked. But I had a different mentality when I came back. That's why I'm not afraid to fail. Yeah. You gotta fail sometimes. Yeah. That's the only way you're gonna learn. So you just gotta take a licking and keep on ticking. Yeah. And so when I came back the second time, I was like, okay, Atlanta not gonna whoop my tail no more. Yeah. You know, so now I got a good handle on what I wanna do, a good yeah. sense of where I'm going. And it's just when you just let God do what he do. Yeah, for sure. It works. Yeah, you're right. So did y'all meet in Atlanta? Y'all meet here? We did. So funny story, can I tell the story of that? <laughs> See, he always tell me that. Um, so what's funny is that we were both in a relationship last year, and we met at a comedy club. It was my very first night doing stand-up. One of our mutual friends, um, Walter Johnson, is also a comedian, and he's a capper. And um, he said, I'm going to this spot on the south side. I want you to go and do stand-up. And I was like, oh, I suck at stand-up. I know I would never be good at that, because I just didn't think that it was for me. And I went down there, and I saw this guy in a suit, and he was hosting. And I was like, hey, he kind of cute. But my boyfriend was literally standing next to me. And so I was like, yeah, so I'm going to just go home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we remained friends because I wanted to work with him. I valued, you know, his talent. And um, and I just needed, I, I, what I really wanted was to, to get together a group of people that were like-minded that, that could do what I'm doing. And he turned out to be a really good asset in that area. Um, so about four months go by. No, about three, three months. Um, and I had my little pool party for my birthday. And and he was still acting like, you know. When's your birthday? May 16th. Okay. Who had the party that weekend. And so he was still acting like, you know, he wasn't checking for me or whatever. Nah. And so, um, you know, time just kept going by. We started spending a lot of time together because we were working. We were honestly working. And I always, he never, ever tried to date me because I was always adamant about not dating people that I worked with. And um, he just kept saying, you know, let's just go hang out, let's go do this. You know, and sooner enough, you know, the girlfriend disappears and then the boyfriend disappears and we don't really just talk about it, but we look up and we like, okay, we're together every day, what's going on, you know? And so it was just kind of like this moment. Um, I just kind of like looked at him. Well, no, at first we were texting about it. And so the text messages got kind of awkward. And I was like, 
oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But I want to do it, you know. And so, you know, next thing I know, we're sitting face to face at a you know dinner table, and I'm, I'm looking like this guy's in love with me, and I'm in love with him too, you know. And so, it was just kind of, it just kind of happened. And what's funny is that I've always said I want to like marry my best friend, and I, but I've never gotten close enough to a person for them to be my friend. And the thing that I appreciated about him was for six and a half to seven months, he was just my friend. He didn't ask me for anything. He didn't require anything from me. He was very patient. He um, did anything that I could have ever thought that I would need him to do without me having to ask him. And so when it was time to transition into that relationship space, it was easy. Because I've been, you know, I've been around you now for six months. I know everything about you, the good, the bad, the ugly, and I'm okay with it. And so we just kind of happened. And now he's in my videos. He helps, you know, with, you know, I mean, I pray for this man, you know. And, I, you know, I'm not shy about telling people that. Yeah. You're right. It just happened. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> he's exactly like, yeah, right. right. I always tell people, I was not checking for him. I never wanted him. Um, I was never interested. And he was always running up behind me. Uh, that's the story I'm going to tell at, at, at um, all the future functions. You say that's true? That ain't true. That's a stretch. It's a reach. It's a Space Jam reach. That's a reach. That's that Michael Jordan. Oh man, that's Space Jam reach. Well, I try it, you know. (laughs) But yeah, the um, the video you uh, just did with um, Marquis speaks was hilarious. Mm -hmm. You you kind of (laughs) just blew up his whole. (laughs) You blew up his like whole operation, like because he is a capital. Yeah. I guess that part one video, he was saying, you know, noobs never cheat and blah, blah, blah. And I, mean, I was like, like, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. Because there's some lies being told here. Yeah. I don't like the way you're lying. Yeah. So how'd you, I guess, connect with him and how that, because I mean, this is, I guess this is your like first time interacting with him. I haven't yeah. seen like anything. That's our first video together. And I really, I honestly reached out to him because I knew that he, I, well, I had seen um, other people reposting his stuff. And I said, well, let me go find this guy. Let me follow him and see, you know, what he's about. And I saw that those are the types of videos that he always does. And I said, oh, these are funny and really creative. And I said, let me reach out to him and see if he'd be interested in working with me. And I did. I found out he was in Houston. And I said, well, let's link up when I come to Houston. Mm-hmm. He hit me up last week and he was like, I got a video for you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I'm down. I've done, you know, like remote videos before. And um, he told me the concept and what I had to say. I was like, oh. I can't wait, uh, you know, because uh, I, you know, uh, I love me some good old Greek shade, uh, you know, all in fun, of course. Yeah. But um, he's a really good guy and yeah. he's really talented, and I can't wait to see what he got coming up, you yeah. know, next. So for sure. Speaking of Greek videos, don't don't don't. Again, there on the sound effects, Bodak being green. Yes, the infamous. Tell me who is you. Yeah, I'll be going to really rock this up. <laughs> Don't it make you want to jiggle a bit? I thought so too. It wasn't well received, but you know, I got my, my laughs. I thought that was funny. So, take us behind the scenes of making Bodak Pink and Green. Um, I guess what motivated you to, you know, create the video? Well, I was looking for things that I knew would go viral. I try to always make content that, you know, I'm Greek and. Greek stuff gets shared, you know, millions of times, and I wanted to make something that was funny, that people would relate to, um, that they would repost and share and tag their line sister and like tag their LBs in, and that's exactly what happened. 
So as I was writing it, I said, I'm just going to shade everybody. So nobody can say I'm being biased because, you know, people do stuff all the time and they always try to show their organization in the most favorable light. Uh, didn't turn out that well, but it got the response that I wanted. So I feel like it's still a win. I got the followers I wanted. Um, I didn't tell a single lie in the video. So, <laughs> you know, and that's my thing. Like, I didn't say anything that you've never heard at a neophyte presentation. I didn't say anything you never heard at a step show. I didn't say anything you never heard on your campus, in your dorm room, at your student union. Why was it such a, an offensive, or why was it you know, viewed as such an offensive piece of art? Not sure. So, how were you contacted? Like, was it like a phone call, this one, like? It was everything. Really? It was email, phone call, text. From who? Everybody, anybody. Everybody and anybody. Everybody and anybody. I had people that I had not talked to in years had my information like, what is going on on social media right now? I'm like, I don't know. I'm at work. You know, I'm just, I just woke up. I don't know what's going on. And I'm talking about phone just blowing up off the hook. And a lot of older sorors were pissed, like pissed. And I asked, I had a, um, one of my friends who's an Omega and I talked to him about it a little bit and he said, I think the reason they were mad is because you can't speak on your organization from the inside and say something like that. And I said to that, why not? Everybody else does it. Mm -hmm. Again, I haven't said anything that you've never heard before, so why is it such a problem when I do it? Yeah. You let all these other Greek comedians talk bad about your organization, call you paper, talk about how you sleep around, all these other things, but when I actually put some thought and some creativity and I, I'm actually talented. You can say whatever you want to say about me, but I can sing, I can write, I'm talented. I'm, an, I'm a very creative individual, and I'm, you're not going to stifle that creativity in me. So I'm going to keep making music and keep making parodies and things that I think are funny. Um, but the, the irony of it, nothing that I saw in the comments section hurt my feelings. You know, I'm, I'm a tough cookie. I'm not out here hurt behind nothing nobody said. The thing that was ironic to me is that I literally made a video about large membership intake processes, um, members of the organization not knowing each other, not knowing history and things like that. Not being sisterly in general. That's what the video was about. It was about the stereotypes. And then I get a crap ton of comments fulfilling those stereotypes. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, you kind of proven the point. I'll take the video down, but mm -hmm. You see why I said what I said. Yeah. And so, this is no shade to the organization. I've always loved my organization. And I and I would do anything to, you know, protect it. I'm a comedian. That's what I do. I make fun of stuff. If you're mad about me doing my job, I sincerely apologize for not caring. That's just the way it's going to go. And that's not me trying to be mean to anybody. I'm not saying, come at me, come at me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm doing my job. My job is to make stuff funny. It was funny when you said it at the probate. I'm sorry, neophyte presentation. It was funny when you said it on the yard at the step show, at your regional conference. It was funny then. Why isn't it funny when I do it? Because there's a there's a clear double standard. Men can do what they want to do. I'm trying to do something on my own. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't curse. I didn't call nobody out their name. I didn't, I didn't, like, I wasn't half naked. You know what I'm saying? Like, the hit dog gonna holler. And that's just how it go. Which brings me to, I mean, I mean, you mentioned it, those double standards. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I hate those double standards too. Like, 
because I see like as you said like I see other comedians doing this but as soon as a woman does it it's a problem now it's sit down and shut up and act like a lady exactly why do you why do you think that happens like is it because women's supposed to just you know like you said shut up and act like a lady like what are your I guess viewpoints on those double standards I honestly don't even know why it was such a I, I to this day I don't know why it was such a big deal like they've seen other people have used the trademark ski we in the video like other people have literally humiliated members of my organization but when I do it in a you know kind of joking way it's Which a problem your way wasn't even like I didn't even go that hard it was plenty of stuff yeah. I could have said yeah. you know what I'm saying like I thought I was going easy on people yeah so I was shocked to see that people weren't, you know, they were mad about it. But I mean, I think that double standard just, like I said, for whatever reason, this is a very male dominated industry. Yeah. And, you know, Don DC Curry can get up and, and curse all through his set. Monique get up and do it, she's foul mouth. Well, all them dudes is foul mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like all those comedians are foul mouth. I'm not even cursing. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm making something funny. I'm making light of the situation. And so I think that maybe they felt like I didn't respect my organization and things like that. It was, that was That was never my intention was to disrespect anybody or the organization. My intention was, here's a video, laugh at it, because you know you know somebody that this applies to. You know a gay Kappa. You know a gay Alpha. You know a gay Sigma. You know plenty of them. But the stereotypes go as such. And this is why I spoke to them the way that I did. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't mean to personally offend anybody, but if you were offended by the video, sis, your skirt is showing. Like, you know, that's that's not my business. Like, you need to deal with that internally. If you was offended by something that you saw in the video, that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I uh, talked about this on my first podcast. Um, I said the exact same things you said. You know, you're a comedian. Like, when we go to... Comedy shows, I mean, of course, comedians are paid to make people laugh. Right. And you can't, like, you can't take every joke serious, especially exactly. in, in in that situation. You know, like, you said hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. I got right. an amen over there on a Sunday morning. I'm Afternoon, you, amen. Because despite what you may think, everything is not a serious matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, <laughs> yes. but uh, yeah, it, I, I definitely didn't think that it would get to the level that it got to as far right. as you having to take it down. It's still up on my page, by the way. So a lot I of people. I and then a Greek picnic down. still got it. Greek shenanigans still got it. I'm not taking it down at all. So, <laughs> uh, if y'all call me, I ain't taking it down. Y'all going to have to uh, call my lawyer or something. Right. <laughs> Look, call my uncle. All uh, right. He's, uh, for real. He took a class one time on the about law. <laughs> Ain't got a D in him. Look, he watched How to Get Away with Murder, so <laughs> look, call him for that. Okay, I'm telling you, that's a whole degree to me. It you counts. Silly. It you counts. Silly. I'm sorry. Oh man. So, um, moving on from that video, um, now that's out of the way. I was about to say the elephant in the room, but I don't think that's appropriate today. <laughs> so I ain't gonna say that. I'll take that back. <laughs> it just um, edit that out of production. Yeah, yeah. Or I might just leave it. Who knows? Um, what's your uh, I guess what's your favorite uh, video you've created what's crazy is that we haven't recorded it yet but 
Um, the one that I I want to say my favorite, maybe my favorite parody, is probably the Bruno Mars. That's what I like. Um, and it was about the struggle, you know. It was about everybody ain't got it like that, and that's why I try to keep all my my content relevant. I want to talk about things that people can relate to. I ain't got no, you know, BMW. I don't got a hundred thousand in my bank account. Sometimes I gotta eat, you know, noodles. And it's not that I'm poor, but it's we all out here trying to, you know, make it. Yeah. And it's okay, like just be comfortable in that. But at the same time, laugh at it because you'll go crazy if you don't. And so that's what I encourage people to do, man. I know times are hard. You're struggling a little bit, but you gotta take a lick and keep on ticking, as I said. Just keep moving forward and. And find something, find a reason to be happy. Yeah. Find a reason to be happy, and that's all I do with my company. All my music, just I'm trying, I'm just trying to find a reason to be happy, because every day ain't a good day. It's not, most definitely. I think, uh, I think my favorite videos are whenever you use like uh, church people be like, <laughs> I, I love those oh because it's gosh. so true. It's, it's like, relatable. Like, and I grew up in the church as well, exactly. and I still go to church now, and it's just like. Man, Everything it's really I how church people be. Like, you be keeping it a hundred. Like, I mean, I don't see any lies of any of the videos you produce in my opinion. That maybe that's just my opinion. I'm not being biased at all. Well, you can thank my mama for that. She be told me, baby, please don't lie. Just always tell the truth, and that's what I've been doing. Yeah. But yeah. that truth gonna make them mad every time. It is, and the truth hurts. Yeah. You know, I mean, but sometimes you just gotta keep it pushing, man. You know, I mean, but it's whatever. But man. This is a. This has been a good episode, man. Uh, I think so. She been uh, bashing these uh, M and M's <laughs> over here, though. I love caramel filled M and M's. They the big ones too. The yes, caramel filled M and M's. It's the share size. It's, it's a, a. It's a share size. Yeah, this is like you can. That you ain't know. no share size. That's well, a regular I mean, size. No. Like. Well, you know it's share size because they put the little red spot on. Oh. <laughs> That's the only part that makes it share size. They they change the size of that little part of this bag right here uh-huh. and it's right <laughs> share size <laughs> on it. And they probably throw like two more M&M's. Yeah. So that's, you know. That's Has she been sharing with you, bro? No. She don't be sharing with you. He up in here lying. <laughs> First of all, I'm sharing my life with you. you oh. Sure ain't got that's that. enough. He ain't even offered crazy. First of all, I tried to give him one yesterday in the car. He told me it was the worst yeah, thing he'd bro. ever. T- you cannot progress in life if you bring the old stuff. <laughs> he told me he hated these M&M's yesterday. That's why I didn't offer him nothing. You will never make See how he do me? You lying on the side. <laughs> We just talked about this. <laughs> Y'all are made for each other. Oh, gosh. You know how many times I've heard that? I don't want to hear it no more. <laughs> Y'all made for each other. That was the last time. <laughs> Man. Oh, my gosh. You got anything to say over there, though? You, you want to add something? You better not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think you lied on me about these m You You want to uh, let people know how much you love, babe? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he don't. Uh, he said, oh. <laughs> I'm sure he don't. <laughs> But you can follow him on social media as well. Yeah. Speaking of, um, you got like your own like shirts and stuff too, right? I do. Is it okay to be black? It's okay to be black. Yep, yep, yep. You want to, I guess, share a little bit? Um, yeah. Get your, um, I mean, it's your podcast. So yeah, you know, well, like, thank you. you know? I appreciate that. Um, the meaning, um, you know, the shirts just came about because um, I think that right now in the country it's just a lot of racial tension, you know. Um, every other day is something going on. Somebody's being racially insensitive. Somebody's being, you know, prejudiced. Something, you know, somebody's getting shot and killed. And um, I think now more than ever, people need to realize that it is okay 
to be just black. Because so many people tell us, you can't wear your hair like this in the workplace. That's unprofessional. It's, it's my hair. How are you going to tell me my natural hair is unprofessional? This is what I was born with. So you're literally telling me from birth, I'm not good enough to be here. And that has to stop. It's okay to be black. Black men are necessary. Black women are necessary. We all contribute a lot to this society. And it's not fair that you keep trying to belittle and discredit and take away from our contributions. So I want to make sure people know, yeah, I'm going to give you these funny videos. I'm going to take you to church every now and then. But you got to understand, I'm at, the, at my core, I'm still an African-American female. I'm a double minority. So it's really hard to do what I'm doing. And all the people that support me, I 100% appreciate that. And I want them to know, you know, like, whatever it is that you got going on, do that. Take that trip. Buy that car. Apply for that job. Go to that party. Link up with those people. Make those connections. Do everything that you want to do with your life. All you need is a plan, and you need to work it. Faith without works is dead. So believe that you can do it, and then put your hands to doing it. And... I know you asked me about my shirts, but I wanted to make sure I said that yeah, because, so. you know, a lot of people see me and they're like, I can't believe you do this and this and that. And I'm like, I'm chilling. You know, like, I'm chill. This is what I was born to do. So I'm going to continue to do it. And it has to pay off. Mm -hmm. It has to. Most definitely. It has to. So uh, I guess what's the site? Is it a web? It's just indescribable.com. Okay. Yep. And I'm, I'm thinking I'm probably going to change it later because nobody can ever spell indescribable. I N D. E -E 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 I was about to look so I had to stop myself, though. <laughs> right. You throw a little webbing on, on there. <laughs> I-N-D-E-S-K-R-I-B-U-L-L. Did I get it right? There's an E in there. Oh, dang. I-N-D-E-S-K-R-I-B-E-A-B-U-L-L. -L. So, indescribe a bull. a bull. Yeah. Literally, just like that. Okay. There goes my spell spell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> indescribable.com and, and you can find me with that name anywhere anywhere y'all so um twitter instagram facebook, facebook. what else you got you i was about to say Tinder, black, black, <laughs> black planet black planet myspace you know she ain't on tinder y'all she ain't saying no i'm so. not on tinder i'm so, sorry uh, please do not be swiping if you see a profile it's not mine i had people catfishing me on plenty of fish i had one of my homegirls screenshot uh, and she was like I saw you on Plenty of Fish. I was like, do you really think I'm 28 and live in Boston? What's What's Plenty of Fish? Is that like a It's a dating app. app. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wouldn't know. Right. Well, we don't need them. Yeah, yeah. I told him when I met him, I just deleted all my apps. Yeah. Oh, you heard that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> y'all so cute, man. <laughs> he don't think that. <laughs> y'all relationship going to flourish, man. And it's just because, um, I guess, kind of what you mentioned earlier as far as like, you know, being friends first, you know, yeah. um, that genuine friendship is what you need in relationships, and that's what's going. Yeah, it ain't perfect, man. Oh, I know. Trust. We be, you know. Trust me. We be about to tear down sometimes, but trust. You me. know, he's he's always got my back. He's never. It's never been a time when he wasn't there for me. Yeah. Even in friendship, so. Yeah, for sure, most definitely. So yeah, we're gonna uh, go ahead and wrap this up. You got any uh, last words for the people? Just. Any words of motivation? Oh, I want to share this with people. What is it? Something? I'm just like, go ahead. Look at you trying <laughs> to give me a thing. Um, so Denzel Washington said this the other, like I've heard this for the past two weeks and I just think it's really, really profound and it's probably not, but you know, I'm simple. Whatever. Um, he said, without commitment, you'll never start. And without consistency, you'll never finish. 
And when I heard those words, it kind of did, it, it did something inside of me. Because it's like, I, I say I want to do something, but how committed to it are you really? And um, it's just, you know, it's about just digging in and really making those sacrifices to, to get where you want to go in your life. It's, you know, like I said, whatever you want to do, just do that. People are going to tell you you can't. I remember I, I dated a guy who told me women are not funny. He looked me dead in the face and told me he didn't think I was funny. Um, he he made the comment that he never thought Gina was funny on Martin. He said that if she was if she wasn't with Martin, that she wasn't a funny character, and that really did something to me psychologically. Um, comedy wasn't fun for me anymore, and I've since, you know, boosted my self esteem. I you know I do words of affirmation. I talk to myself a lot of times to keep myself from going crazy. But you have to know that if something is keeping you awake at night. If something is driving you to, to pursue a certain thing, you've got to know that God placed that desire in you. And at birth, he equipped you with everything you needed to fulfill that purpose. So people are going to say, I don't really like that. You ain't got to like it. It's already been blessed and ordained by God moving right along. You know what I'm saying? So don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't stop believing in yourself and just keep do whatever you need to do to keep yourself motivated. Your mental, your mental health matters. And um, I want to make sure I say that to black people because, you know, we don't want to go see no therapist. We, we ain't trying to be called crazy, but black people need to take their mental health a lot more seriously and understand that you got to take care of home first. If you don't take care of you, you, I can't give you anything if I'm empty inside. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure you just take care of yourself, push forward and keep God first. And you might not always know what's going to happen, but it'll work out. Yeah. It'll work out. For sure. Y'all heard it from her. Tiny. The best words. Uh, I needed that. I ain't gonna lie. I, I Look, you didn't know that. you was coming to church today, did I you? Did. Uh, <laughs> man, I was. I was actually trying to go to uh, the Ebenezer service. Mm -hmm. I wasn't gonna make it. I was out late last. I saw your little Instagram. You did. I oh man. I did my research. After he out here turned up. That's why he ain't texting people back. Oh man, I was so. I was so out of it. I ain't wake up. To, I, I what? Go to sleep to like five or something. <sighs> But yeah, uh, we would like to thank uh, Tiny for her time with thank us today. Um, really appreciate uh, having this conversation with her. Was able to get some of my questions answered. Hopefully, y'all learned a lot about Tiny that y'all didn't know. Um, like I know uh, she uh, like Terrence Howard that much, but. Uh, <laughs> It's cool. Man, it's a Memphis thing, man. People have been making fun of Terrence Howard. Like, it's you know, hilarious. I've seen the memes, and I think they're hilarious. Like, the state of Maine, <laughs> Terrence Howard's face. Like, people going in on him, man. Oh, but that's your boy. You're going to back him up. Huh? Look, I love Terrence. I think yeah. he's funny. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. And I like him in most of his roles. Yeah. For so. sure. For sure. For sure. But, yeah, this is the, the Pro Fights Be Like podcast. Once again, thanks, Tiny. We want to thank uh, Tiny for... Uh, Taking the time off of her busy day because she could be uh, creating a funny video about um, when boyfriends get on your nerves. Uh, part one, two, oh, three, coming. four. Oh, it's coming. No, it's coming. Oh, uh oh. And he's starring in it. And he's starring in it. Oh, man. But yeah, we signing off, y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, be sure y'all follow her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. This is the PBO Podcast, and we are signing off. Thanks for listening.